welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and our guest today is Frank Antoine. Hi, Frank. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Did you, did you wonder at all how I found you and gave you a call? Uh, no, I didn't think about that. You didn't? No. I didn't, I didn't just open the phone book. Carol okay. from the Autism Society of Berks County was here at the People Chronicles because she's doing a series for the Autism Society. Okay. And we were just having a conversation about autism and she said, she started talking about fading autism. Mm. And I'm, I'm talking with Carol and I'm, I'm trying to follow, what is fading autism? And I really thought I was missing something. I thought it must be a type of autism. It must be somewhere on the spectrum. And then I had to ask her, because I wasn't just picking it up from the conversation. She said, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's a gentleman who cuts hair, and it's called fading autism. Mm -hmm. So that made sense. And I said, well, what's his name? And that's how I tracked you down. Because, Frank, not having um, anybody with autism in my, my family or my work circle, I had no idea why a haircut would be important. And so, tell me how you came about that information. Okay, um, well, Carol is awesome. And uh, I was actually just at her, uh, she had an autism walk at the Reading yes. Phillies Baseball Stadium yes. uh, last weekend. And I was over there and I had a table to uh, hand out cards to parents that were walking. But um, how I came about fading autism is uh, my little brother has autism. And growing up, it was always a struggle with my mom to bring him to a barber shop when we were kids. So um, I figured I'd cut my brother's hair. So I started doing that at a young age. How old were you when you started cutting his hair? Whew. Um, I would say 12. Really? Uh, 11 or 12, yeah. Just picking up the clippers. They weren't like really hard haircuts. They were just like number one buzz, number two buzz. But it would beat uh, the headache of going to a barber shop and my mom having to explain you know, my brother might move around or he might yell. So I, I figured I would relieve her from that headache and just do it at home and cut my brother's hair. That was very, very cool of you, mm -hmm. actually. You're looking out for your little brother, but tell me, um, and for the benefit of those who do not have any relatives or coworkers or, or uh, fellow students with autism, why is a haircut an issue? Uh, it can be an issue because um, individuals diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder are really sensitive to the clippers and how loud they can be, and um, that could be a strain, you know. And not all haircuts are with scissors. Like my hair, my brother's hair is like coarse, like my hair. So right. you have no choice but to use the buzzer. So that's where patience and just being able to communicate is really big and given you know, these, these individuals haircuts. And you at 12 years old had that patience and were able oh, yeah. to give your brother a haircut. Yeah, and it That's helped that cool. I was his brother as well. So, you know, it might take 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but it's, we're at home, we're not doing much, so I would just knock it out. So it would take time because it, he was uncomfortable with he perhaps uncomfortable. a buzzer coming yeah. near his head? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was loud and it was something new for him. Um, because my parents, they would just let his hair grow out. And he had very like big hair, afro. So, you know, I figured let's clean him up a little bit at a young age. And I started cutting his hair and, and I started cutting my hair too, at a really young age. Did he like it when you did it? Yeah, he did. I mean, it wasn't, it was a struggle at times, but 
at the end, I would, you know, I would catch him. He would feel a lot more happy because, you know, it wasn't like the hair was making him hot anymore. Right. Um, or if my mom ever tried to pick it out, it, it, that would, like, also irritate him. But being when it was low, you know, it was just a lot more easy, a lot more manageable. So growing up, you were the barber for your brother? For my brother, yes. How did that evolve into fading autism? Well, like I stated, I, I was cutting his hair at a really young age, and then I went to middle school and uh, mentioned it to my friends, you know, started cutting their hair. Went to high school, it really started taking off for me. And uh, by the time I was in college, here I am in the dorms, giving my friends haircut and charging them $5 or $10. So you're not just giving people with autism haircuts, you're just cutting hair. Now I'm just cutting hair. You're a barber. Hair. Yeah. Well, without the license, you know. <laughs> um, you know, in the bathrooms. I went to Cookstown University. I was a freshman there, and I figured I'd make a few bucks. You sure. know, college is not cheap. Everything costs money. So to make a couple of bucks, I will charge like 5 or $10 and just cut people's hair in the bathrooms. And, um, and yeah, that's how it evolved from me cutting as a kid and it just being a hobby to now I'm you know, kind of like a businessman in college, cutting hair on the side and also focusing on my studies. What were you studying? I went to school for, I went to college for communication studies. At Cutstown University. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're, you've graduated? Yes. Okay, so I'm still trying to figure out how this evolved into. So sure. you like to cut hair and it's a little side job and that's good and mm -hmm. $10 haircuts, they're hard to come by. Oh, so yeah. there was a win-win oh, yeah. for everybody. Oh yeah. Um, how did you grow? This is it, fading autism. Is This is a, a nonprofit? Yes. Sponsored by? Tau Delta Phi, which is a fraternity, a chapter on Cookstown's campus. Great group of guys. They were actually with me at the Reading Phillies baseball stadium, helping me hand out cards to the parents. And uh, they are more than happy to help me spread the good news about fading autism. I assume you're a member. No, I am not a member. I was just very close with the president, you know, going to college. And he figured, you know, in order to help spread the word, why not introduce it to, the, to his fraternity? So was the fraternity instrumental in inspiring you to um, reach out to more children with autism to definitely, provide haircuts? Definitely, definitely, because there's strength in numbers, you know yes. what I mean? And um, when you have multiple individuals with the same energy as you, you know, yeah. trying to convince parents that, you know, we can, you know, relieve you from a headache, give, give Frank a chance, it's, it's definitely, um, it's cool to see, you know, a group of guys with the same energy, um, letting people know about a service that you want to, you know, provide and show the world. Do you remember your first, your first, other than your brother, after your mm -hmm. brother, yeah. your first haircut for an autistic child? Yes. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. So, freshman year, I was just giving them out to, you know, friends in the dorms. And uh, by the end of my senior year, um, I've accumulated, I, I used to write a lot of papers about autism because this is something that hits close to home. So every time an assignment came up in my class, for example, my research methods class, uh, I would always relate it back to autism. And I wrote a lot of papers, I'd done a lot of presentations about autism. Uh, by the end of my, my senior year in college, uh, for my senior project, I did an autism awareness campaign where I wanted to see how knowledgeable uh, were the students on Cookstown, uh, how like, how knowledgeable were, were they on autism? Like, did they know about it? So mm -hmm. I came up with about 10 to 12 questions and we would, me and a, my partner, uh, Michael Reeves, 
we went around campus and we were asking students, you know, what do you know about autism? Is it a, is it a disability? And uh, at the end of the study, we realized that people weren't aware of, of autism. Some people thought you could catch autism as if it were a cold or something. So that inspired me to do a little bit more. And um, by, the end of my, by the end of my senior year, I attained my barber's license because I worked at the local barbershop in town. Which is? Uh, City Cuts Barbershop. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was offered an opportunity my senior, my junior year. And because uh, the guy, the owner, John Esqueda, he heard about me giving haircuts. He's like, who's this, who's this Competition. guy? Competition. Yeah, who's this <laughs> freshman guy giving haircuts um, on campus? And he offered me a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I brought all my friends down in it. And it was so cool because now it wasn't just a hobby anymore. It was more of a, it was a job. It was an opportunity. And it beats cutting hair in the bathroom. Sure. You know, now I'm holding a comb instead of like, you know, holding speakers. And it was just, it was just a lot more professional. And uh, I was so, so thankful for that opportunity. So senior year, um, I graduated and um, I figured, so what am I gonna do now? You know, I have a college degree, I have my barber's license. What should I do with my time? Should I, should I go into the world and, you know, use my degree and make mom happy or stick to what I love doing, which was cutting hair. And I decided to stick with cutting hair. You went with your passion. Went with my passion, yes. What was, or was there, a frustration mm -hmm. for you growing up with your brother who has autism? Mm -hmm. What was the biggest frustration that, that compelled you, that drove you to, as I'm hearing from you, uh, dedicate your college career to growing awareness mm -hmm. about autism? What drove you? What drove me was, um, I would remember growing up as a kid and like, uh, you know, just going outside, mm -hmm. going to the store with my mom. And my mom, she would bring, whenever she would go outside, she would try to bring all of us, including my little brother. She didn't leave anyone out. And um, it was just, and I grew up in Orange, New Jersey. Um, it was just kind of like sad to see, you know, how people would make fun of us as we were walking down the street or people would cross the street, for example. They thought maybe they could catch autism. And I felt like that's because people weren't aware of it. And um, I figured, you know, by a simple haircut, I can spread awareness and, and let people know that, you know, this is a serious, this is a serious disability and it's not just my brother that's, that has this issue. There's one in 42 individuals diagnosed with autism. And uh, that drove me that like, such a, such a, a disability like autism is very like, um, profound in our communities and people are so like unaware unaware of it and you know they think it's a joke and, and that can be because they just not they're just not aware of it so I figured maybe through a haircut I can help people at least around me understand what this is and what's been the reaction from the moms and dads of they're, the children that you're cutting hair for? they're really appreciative of it they, they really like it because it's one less it's one less thing for them to worry about um, my, it's a full-time job working with, um, I believe, autism spectrum disorder. My mom, she's always doing something. Mm -hmm. And I figured if I can help her take like a haircut, something like that, that she doesn't have to worry about that, I would love to have other parents have one less thing to worry about, you know. That's a beautiful mission and a big dedication. And you offer these for free? Yes. Absolutely free. The name, Fading Autism. Yeah. Explain that to me. Fading autism, um, okay, well, 
so by the end of my senior year, um, I kind of had an idea that I would be doing something with autism and cutting hair. Okay. Um, so fading, you know, is a term we use in the barber world, which is a, the transition of color. So you would go from light to dark. That's what a fade is. And I feel like you can also associate fading with taking away. And I feel like, like we were just talking about, it's one less headache. So I'm taking away, fading away, one, one less thing these parents have to worry about. So fading autism, like fading one less thing that you have to worry about, about autism, you know. That's a beautiful a thing, mm -hmm. yes. And you know what I thought when I, I read, and not knowing that, I didn't know fading was a barber term. Mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking, fading autism. And the impression that I got mm -hmm. before talking with you is he's working really hard to fade autism so you see the individual mm -hmm. and not the autism. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of ways that works for you. What's your long-term goal? What's the next step? Well, I would love to inspire other barbers to practice fading autism. You know, make time in your barbershop, for barbershop owners at least, to um, make time for these individuals and your communities. And, um, you know, that's up to them if they want to charge them or not. I choose not to charge them because they ha these parents have enough to worry about. But I would love to see barbers practicing fading autism, finding these individuals in your communities and showing them that you're there for them. You know? When you say make time, you literally mean that. A typical oh, yeah. haircut might make or take 15 minutes and it takes what? At least 30 to 45 minutes, a haircut. And that's depending. Autism is very, it is, it's a whole spectrum. So some of them can be, there's high spectrums and there's low spectrum. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a haircut take me almost two hours. Wow. And I've had haircuts that take me 20 minutes. It all depends on the person you're working with. And um, to be honest with you, I don't, I do these haircuts before um, we open up. So it's just me and the client in the barbershop. Oh, nice. So it's not like everyone's staring. Um, and it also makes the parents feel more comfortable. And I, I'm planning on, and I want to build them up so that they can be in a public environment, so that they can, they can be people around and them not be so shy and sensitive. But uh, every, with consistency, things will get better. So. And you're allowing an, an experience yes. for the child with autism to be there and, mm -hmm. and know that they can trust. And they and are, this. and they are getting better. Tell me, you brought this with you. Tell me yeah. about this. Well, as I stated, I went to Cookstown University, and uh, Mr. Dr. Dr. Hawkinson, who is the president, um, I mentioned to him what I was doing at the barbershop, and he was uh, more than happy to spread the news, and he got me in contact with Mr. David Johnson, who is the director of uh, media relations and put me in the Cookstown Tower, which is a magazine that is published three times a year, and it goes out to all the alumni and uh, and faculty on campus, and um, they they put fading autism in there, and it was so so cool to see that uh, the the Cookstown University actually they're proud of me, they're proud of the work mm -hmm. that I'm doing, because in a way I'm also representing them, and I'm sure. a proud Golden Bear. And um, I'm more than happy to be giving back to 
the media co community of Cookstown. So. I suspect, Frank, you will get more and more publicity, and we're very proud to share your story here on The People Chronicles because it is powerful, and the impact you're, you are having, you may not even realize individually. I think you do because you've grown up with this in your family, but um, it is far-reaching, and I do hope you continue to inspire other barbers to just give a little time and, and do you. what you can. Thank you. So you have a website or Facebook page where we yes. can find you? Yeah, uh, I have a Facebook page, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and I have a website as well, which is uh, Fading Autism uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And on the website, it's fadingautism.org. And on the website, parents can um, visit and there's a button, request a haircut. So if you know someone with autism, you click on the request a button and uh, a form will pop up where they can fill out, you know, the name of the child that you would like to give a, um, a haircut to, I'm sorry, um, age. And it's not just children, it can be adults Anybody. too. Anybody. And um, it's just a general information form that gives me an idea of what I'm about to get into. And after you guys fill out that form, I get an email that notifies me, someone just filled out this form, they need a haircut. And I follow up with a phone call and we schedule our, the next appointment that's open. And um, I'm just trying to give back to the community because I, I definitely believe that you get what you give mm -hmm. and um, just Frank, trying to have some fun. I believe you are the personification of Be the Change and that inspires all of us to do exactly that. Take your talents and, and be the change. Frank Antoine, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks Thank for you. sharing your Thank story you with us so here much. on The People yep. Chronicles. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These stories are made possible in part by Queen City Restaurant, Greth Holmes, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, and Spring Ridge Financial.